Hello, everybody. Welcome your asses back to another episode of Sniffin' Lines. This is your boy, Hunter Mickles. We got a very, very special guest tonight. Some people call him the hottest gambler alive. Take that as you want. Either way, you, you, you guys can take it how you want. We got Blake Borman here. Blake. Pa past two weeks, everything that I've touched, it, it's turned to fucking fire. I, every pick that I make has been going green. I, everything. I'm ready to roll on this pod. Let's go. All right, we're just going to jump right into it. We're going to start off with Nick's locks, and then we'll get to Blake. Nick, he's got Miami, Ohio, minus 10, at home against Bowling Green. He loves Miami at home here. Brett Gabbert, one of the best quarterbacks in the MAC, and he thinks Bowling Green is a bit overmatched here and maybe suffering a hangover after a big win over Georgia Tech last weekend. So he's got Miami, Ohio, minus 10. Then he's got the over in the Red River Showdown. Got to bet this. He's Absolutely got, have to bet that over every time that the game comes around. Exactly. You have to. Especially these two teams this year. High-powered offenses. Over 60.5. Quarterback play will dominate this game. Dylan Gabriel torched Iowa State last weekend. He said sad because, you know, he's an Iowa State <laughs> fan. And Ewers has been playing very well. This game has a tendency to have a lot of points scored, and he likes it this year too. These two QBs are just going to be so fun to watch in this ball game. I'll be definitely tuning in for that one. Yep, I got a preseason uh, Heisman future on both of them. So I'm Well, I'm just kind of on a lack of being able to watch offense here, of being an Iowa fan, of course, mm -hmm. and I, I need to get some in my, in my bloodstream, so let me tune into this ball game. Absolutely. Last, he's got Alabama minus one at Texas A&M. He got to play in late, so he got he got it down to minus one. Uh, he realizes the talent gap isn't that big. Uh, Texas A&M has home field advantage, but this game will come down to coaching. He said, give me Saban over Jimbo. I might have to agree there. There's some action coming in on Texas A&M then, because when I gave you my lock, I got him at two and a half for Alabama. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting to me there. Yep, you got you get it down to minus one. So All right, sick. That's All perfect. Right, I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. Blake, take us away. Give us your locks. Yes, sir. So, as you know, last two weeks, 6-0. Can't be beat right now. Tied for first place, climbing up the ranks, and I don't plan on giving it up anytime soon. So let me give you my picks here. So, again, we just talked about the Bama game. I know I rode the Aggies last week, but now it's time to jump off the ship because now they're getting overvalued against an Alabama team that I think is going to be all right against them this week. Now, Bama hasn't quite been Bama this whole season quite yet. We all understand that. But I think that this is the week that you're going to start to see them develop into this team that's going to get right back in the playoff picture. They may not be in the top four. You're going to have all the Bama fans on Twitter begging to get into the playoff. That's how it works every year. This is the game where they start to put it together, I think, two and a half points. When I got to it, it's down to one now. I'll take those extra one and a half points. I think they're starting to get disrespected a little bit. Nick Saban's going to come out. He eats that stuff up, and they're going to come out and dominate this game. I truthfully believe that. Yeah, and you can see they kind of turned it around in the second half against Ole Miss. Mm -hmm. And then last week against Mississippi State, I think they really hit their stride. I think Bama's back. I think they're going to be pretty good. That was the game. main thing that I believed in, too. Seeing that Mississippi State game last week, I thought they might still or might get some points here more from Vegas, but me seeing that one, I'm all over it. Mm -hmm. My next bet here. Now, again, I already talked about it once in this pod about Iowa, and I'm tired of watching this offense. We got a new quarterback in there. Of course, we all know. Cade's out, so we brought in a backup left tackle to come in and play quarterback. Big guy. He says he wants to sling it around the yard. I don't know if Brian and Kirk are going to let that happen, <laughs> as we know. But so on this game, I'm going under 38 and a half. I 
don't when I saw this line, I immediately snapped Hunter and bought it when I was getting my locks in. I was like, 38 and a half? There's no way in hell these two teams get to that. Iowa's defense is gonna lock down Purdue's offense. The only way that this game goes over, Iowa gets two defensive touchdowns. That's the only way I see it happening, which is possible. Mm-hmm, but is. still, even with the two defensive touchdowns, that means our offense got to do some scoring, and I don't see Purdue's offense going off against this Iowa defense at nope. all. Nope. Love, the, love that number at 38.5. And, and the last one that I've got is Oklahoma plus 6.5. Now, I've done some reading on this, pay, on, on this game here. Uh, I think the Sooners are aiming to get revenge against Texas. If you remember the Red River showdown from last year, they got beat 49-0 in that game. So I think that's going to be some bulletin board material here for Oklahoma. They're going to come back. They're a very good ball club this year behind Dylan Gabriel. they got a great offense. It's going to be a high-scoring affair. I could see this. I definitely think this game's going to stay within six and a half, and I'm going to be sprinkling some money line action in this game as well. I agree. I, Oklahoma just last, last year is just going to stick around with them. I think Brett Venables wants revenge. I'm going to have to take Oklahoma in that one too. Oklahoma in the over. Ride it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and then those were Blake's locks. Tied for first with Ryder right now. They're both 11-4. and four. In third, we got Tate. He moved down. Ever since I call him a betting expert, he's uh, not doing too hot, but he's looking to bounce back this week. He's going with Washington State at UCLA over 59.5. He thinks both of these explosive offenses can light up the scoreboard. Cam Ward is one hell of a quarterback, but don't sleep on UCLA's Dante Moore. Um I'm going to agree. I think Dante Moore is a hell of a quarterback. Over 59.5, good play. Then he's got Iowa State plus 6.5 at home against TCU. Uh, he's being a homer once again. He's 0-2 on bets with uh, Ohio State so far, uh, but he likes him a lot this week. Uh, Jack Trice legacy game, night game. He thinks Rocco will cook. TCU looked bad against West Virginia, and I think Iowa State's defense will get back to locking teams down. Every time I check the group chat during an Iowa State game, all I'm seeing is let <laughs> Rocco those, cook. Those two going back and forth. They said it, let Rocco cook. Pick six last week. That, I think that might have been the funniest <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> oh, shit. And then he's got Notre Dame, minus seven at Louisville. This, I'm about to read this. I was thinking about not including this, but this is his exact words. He's got to bounce back this week. What better way to get on track than fade the man Hunter himself? I liked this bet from the start, but loved it when you took Louisville. I think Notre Dame still has something to prove, and I think they can really show off how good they are this weekend. Tate, um, I am going to accidentally shoot my shotgun towards you in uh, deer season this year. Just a (laughs) heads up, buddy. So he's got Notre Dame minus 7 to go with Iowa State plus 6.5 and and over 59.5 in the Wazoo-UCLA game. Then we got Healy, fourth place by himself, 8-6-1 on the season, 8-7-1 now. He had Middle Tennessee State minus 3.5 last night against Jacksonville State. Looked great in the first half, went up 23-7, to seven, I think, at half, and lost the game outright by, like, 15. So that was a loss for Jake. Then he has Syracuse plus 9 at, at North Carolina. Um... Doesn't have an explanation on it. And then he has over 59.5 in the Texas-Oklahoma game. So now that I'm looking at it, looks like, Nick, you get the over down to 59.5 on your lock. So Texas versus Oklahoma over 59.5. No explanation. Usually he just tells me to lock him in. Uh, He's pretty confident in all his bets. Then we got CJ in fifth place at 6-9. Very nice record. Very nice nice record. Very nice. He started off with Liberty minus 18.5 at home against Sam Houston State tonight. 
Great pick. I love it. Uh, so, Liberty minus 18.5. Then he's got Nebraska plus 3.5 at Illinois. Um, ballsy. Ballsy. I just got to say it, you know. I've been burnt too many years, too many times this year with betting Nebraska, yep. so I'm gonna lay on my fat game <laughs> I, a little bit. I would stay away from Scott Frost with the mask on, Matt Rule. <laughs> we all know what Scott Frost did. He killed the actual Matt Rule and just uses he did face as a little mask. Then he's got Alabama minus one at A and M. Blake just talked about it. I'm sure CJ has to agree with the reasoning, so we'll go with that. Then we got myself, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, five and ten here. I'm um, looking to bounce back. Sure, it won't happen, but I can have faith. I also have Liberty minus 18 and a half tonight. Uh, I said Sam Houston, he, Jesus, Sam Houston State's offense is just horrendous. They average nine and a half points per game. Um, Liberty just has a great offense and defense. They average like 509 yards per game uh, on offense. I don't even think they give up 300 on defense. So give me Liberty to win this game by three touchdowns. Then I'm probably going to get my heart broken. I'm pulling a Tate here. I got Iowa minus two and a half at home against Purdue. Vegas, they somehow think this is a pick em on a neutral site. Iowa, I know their offense has been bad. Purdue has not looked good this year. Um, I think Vegas is looking too much into Cade being gone for Iowa. Cade hasn't shown much. This team can win this game by more than a field goal, no doubt in my mind. Deacon Hill, if he does what Cade does, we're going to win by a touchdown. Absolutely. I, Purdue's not Iowa's kryptonite anymore. Jeff Brown, gone. They don't have some stud wide receiver. The only guy they got is Tyrone Tracy, who is now a running back. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a little worried about him, but even if you hold him to 100 yards, should have no trouble walking out of Kinnick with a two-touchdown. Ah, okay, I'm pushing. <laughs> a, a touchdown. Nay, if you get my two win. defensive touchdowns like I talked about, yeah. then we can talk. But there we go. <laughs> if you're relying on the offense for that, I don't see it. And then... Ladies and gentlemen, I have a whale hammercock. Put the mortgage on it bet. I want you guys all to follow this fucking bet. You got it? Eastern Michigan, minus two and a half at home against Ball State. Ball State is fucking bad. They just lost last week at home to an absolutely horrendous Western Michigan team. Ball State has given up 40-plus points against every FBS opponent they've played this season, and that is exactly what a struggling Eastern Michigan offense needs to get the fucking job done. Eastern Michigan wins this game by two scores at home. Put the fucking mortgage on it. Eastern Michigan minus two and a half. Bam! That, those are the locks. We're, we're ending on a hot one. If that one doesn't hit, I apologize. Uh, everything I say on this pod is a joke. So Place the biggest bet of your life responsibly. Responsibly. All right. Now, those were all the locks. 18 picks. We're already 0-1. Uh, we're looking to go 17-1 this week. I don't think anybody has any that go against each other. So if we can go 17-1, I mean, I we'd be any at reason why we wouldn't. 67 and 40 or something like that on the year. Fucking insane. Get some national coverage on this pod. We're hot. Get national coverage on the top four pickers, not <laughs> myself. And if your last it. name's Mickles, don't listen to it. <laughs> Absolutely not. All right, let's just jump into the guest pickers, or the guest picks. First off, I got to recap CJ's because I forgot to do that last uh, last episode. Updated, I mean, I don't even know why I'm doing this. He probably doesn't want me to. Updated standings, he is in fourth place, last place. He is behind my girlfriend, Lainey. Um... So that's all right. I went four and six as well last week, so I guess I can't really make fun of them. But the updated standings: we got Noah at eight and two in uh, first place, Tate at five and five in second, Laney four five and one, and then CJ at four and six. 
CJ lost the Utah bet, the USC bet, the Florida bet, the Georgia bet, the Duke bet, and the Nebraska bet, and he walked away with a win in the Texas, Ole Miss, Bama, and Tennessee bets. So, CJ, thanks for partially coming on the pod. Um, you're not welcome back. <laughs> but let's just get into Blake's guest picks. First off, we got Texas minus six and a half, Red River rivalry. Let's do this. What do you got? Again here, uh, we talk about the Texas-Oklahoma game a little, little bit here. Going to be high scoring. Sooners aiming to get revenge from that game last year. Dylan Gabriel is the guy to get this done. He's conducted a great offense so far this year. I like, I like Oklahoma plus six and a half. It's going to sprinkle some money line on there as well. Yep, I'm going to have to agree. I, I think Oklahoma bounce back. Dylan Gabriel, damn good quarterback. I think he's going to do enough to keep the game close. I don't know. I think they can still win it. I just think it's going to be less than a touchdown. I think it's going to be a really good, really good game. Absolutely. Then we got Ohio State, minus 19.5 at home against Maryland. So, uh, Maryland's look good, have not been truly tested yet. Had a nice win against Michigan State. As we know, we watched the Iowa game last week. Michigan State ain't that great of a team, but that's their best win so far. That's really the only thing you can really speak of with them. Ohio State had that scare against Notre Dame. They've kept it rolling, which is a big emotional win for them. Uh, they had a bye week last week, so that's the last game they're coming off of. Could see a little bit of a letdown spot here maybe for them. I don't think enough here against Maryland. Could go either way. Leaning towards Maryland not playing up to the competition, Ohio State. OSU is going to, are going to bring this, and I think Ohio State's going to cover this spread. It seems like every year that we end up with a Maryland team that's 4-0, 5-0 to start the year, then they run into a big, good Big Ten team, and they completely get the breaks. Iowa two them. years ago? Yeah, that's the game I specifically think of. Yep. Yeah, and that was at Maryland as well, and Iowa still did that to them. That was one of the better Iowa offensive performances I remember in recent years. That was crazy. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Ohio State, too. Maryland, they haven't played anybody with a pulse yet. Um, their defense hasn't been tested. Indiana, they they moved the ball in Maryland a little bit last week. They didn't score points, but they moved the ball. Um, I think Ohio State's going to finish the drives. I think they can win this game by three touchdowns. Just tonight. have not faced a team of caliber of nope. Ohio State. That's going to be a shock to the system. Yep, I, and going into the big – or, yeah, no, the shoe, whatever. <laughs> um, I think Ohio State takes care of them pretty easily. Then we got LSU, minus six and a half, going into Missouri. So expecting a high-scoring affair with these two teams. you got two explosive offenses going on here. Uh, giving LSU a slight edge, I think they're a little bit better on the offensive side of the ball than Missouri is. you got Missouri at home, so maybe they come out firing. But I think Jaden Daniels is going to be the guy that comes out on top here, maybe execute some drives a little better here at the end of the game. And I expect LSU to kind of cover in a thriller here. I'm going with Mizzou. I, some about this game, LSU secondary, they couldn't stop a make-a-wish offense out there. I put that in my notes. I truly believe it. They are bad in the secondary. Guys that are in places they shouldn't be, a linebacker lining up at corner, it's, it's fucking weird watching that defense play. I think Missouri takes advantage of it. I think they cover six and a half. I'm not going to say they win. But I think they can cover six and a half. Could be another situation like the Oklahoma-Texas one. Shootout stays within the touchdown. Yeah, it's going to be a close game. I could see it going either way, but I'm leaning Missouri. Then we got UCLA, minus three and a half at home against Washington State. Now, doing my research into this game, uh, Cam Ward, reading up on the guy. Again, I don't do a whole lot of research outside of the teams I really watch too much, but looking into this, seeing some highlight tape here on Cam Ward, 
hell of a quarterback. I think he's being overshadowed by some of the other quarterbacks in the Pac-12. I don't think he gets a lot of limelight on him. Hell of a quarterback. UCLA's offense, on the other hand, I don't think they've been that great so far this year. Uh, I don't see them putting up that many points. Maybe against Washington State's defense, I guess we'll see when it comes around. I think the spread is a little backwards in this game. We talked about this possibly being a rat line here, but I'm taking the cheese. I'm taking Washington State to cover this three and a half, money line two, win this ball game. I don't see UCLA turning around quite this week yet on offense. I like Washington State to cover. You know, you talked about taking the cheese. I took the cheese last night in the Jacksonville State game. It worked out for me. I'm not doing it in this game. I got to go with UCLA to cover. I know Cam Ward, stud quarterback. Like if they keep winning, you could see him in New York for the Heisman. You really could if he keeps playing how he's been playing. Absolutely. Um, but Dante Moore, I think he's going to do enough at home to get the job done. I think they can win this game by a touchdown. Like maybe a late score, like very close game at the end, late score covers it for him. I just I have to go with UCLA here. Something about, something about it's just clicking in my head for UCLA. Then we got Bama. We got it down at minus two and a half, but we can talk about it at minus one. I, we've already talked about it. But. Either or, I was going to say, we've went into detail on this game. I think Bama's going to roll. Yeah, I think so too. I, Texas A&M, I just don't think their defense is all that good. Um, Arkansas's offense, they've been struggling. They put up points against them last week. Miami fucking destroyed them a few weeks ago. That might be something about Miami's deep, or offense just being real good, but I think A&M has holes on defense, and I think Alabama's going to take advantage of them. and Going to continue I, to get right this week. Yeah, I think they can win this game by a field goal on the road. They remember what happened when they get went on the road two years ago. They're not letting it happen Nick again. Nick Saban doesn't forget that stuff. No, he does not. They're not letting it happen again. Um, then we're going with North Carolina, minus 8.5 at home against Syracuse. Now, in this game, again, another situation where Syracuse hasn't really pulled a, or played a team with a pulse with the exception of Clemson last week, and they struggled with them when they played with or played against them. I think North Carolina is going to continue this trend against them. North Carolina is a very good team. Drake May kind of started off a little bit slow this year, only five touchdown passes, four picks. But he's picked it up in the, here in these latest games, and he's going to continue to do this against the Orange. I think North Carolina's defense just needs to play average in this game, and I see North Carolina covering. Yeah. I agree. I, I know Syracuse is in uh, wounded animal mode, but I don't think it matters in this game. If they got them at home, maybe. But this game's at North Carolina. Um, I don't think Hughes is all that good. Like you said, benefited from a pretty easy schedule at the beginning of the year. Purdue's not all that good. Like eh. They got kind of beat up against Clemson last week. Give me North Carolina by nine. Then we got Georgia, minus 14.5 at home against Kentucky. Kind of continuing my trend here, uh, I said last week Georgia hasn't covered a spread yet this year, but they've won all their games, correct? Mm -hmm. Continuing that here. Kentucky had their best performance of the year last year when they beat up on Florida, ran the ball all over them. While Georgia kind of struggled with Auburn, like I said they were going to, when they had to go to Auburn, they're going to another another tough place here in Kentucky. Again, I think 14.5 is too many points for them to cover here. Uh, Kentucky being the hotter team going into this ball game, I do think Georgia will probably win again, again but I think it's going to stay within those two touchdowns. Yeah, I I just think um, Kentucky tries to play too much like Georgia. They they try to run it down your throats, just be tougher than you. I just I can't go against Georgia when a team is just going to try to play tougher than them. And the Vegas has got to adjust to have them cover a spread at some point, right? Yeah, but it has to be this one, I think. And I'm going to go with Georgia, minus 14.5. I, I think 
this is the week they get it done. I think Kentucky's a really good team. I like Kentucky. I just think their offense isn't quite strong enough. Georgia's good at stopping the run. I think Georgia can stop that. I don't even know his name. The dude that ran for 200 some yeah, yards. Yeah, he had a crazy game last week. I can't think of the name either. I and I just I don't think he does it again. I think Georgia stops him. I think they can win this game by three scores. Then we got Notre Dame minus six and a half. They're going to Louisville. This is gonna be a damn good game. It is gonna be a damn good game. We talked about it a little bit before. I think I'm going to ride Notre Dame here. They're out to prove that they still want to be part of the college football playoff here. They did not lose any of that hope with Ohio State, but they're going to need to continue to win games now, and it starts here with Louisville. Louisville really hasn't been tested too much this year. Not that I think they're a bad team, but Notre Dame's a big step up from anybody that they've played so far, and that defense in Notre Dame's is nasty. Mm -hmm. And I think they're going to shut down Louisville in that sense. Louisville's defense should be nothing that Notre Dame really can't handle, and I think Sam Hartman should have a field day. I think they cover that 6.5 against Louisville. This one, uh, this one's interesting for me. Um, I just, I think Notre Dame, the back-to-back emotional weeks, is going to kind of take a toll on them. Um, Sam Hartman, one of the best quarterbacks in, in the nation. Um, I, I like him a lot. Uh, something about Louisville, though, they didn't run the ball very well last week against NC State. They're back at home. I think they're going to take advantage of, like I said, back-to-back tough, tough weeks on Notre Dame. I think they can cover six and a half. Maybe walk away with a win. It just all comes down to how Notre Dame plays. Uh, I don't think Louisville is the better team, but I think it's just it's a tough spot for Notre Dame going to Louisville here. Um, this would also massively help with my over eight and a half win total for Louisville that I put preseason. So they're at five right now. This got some I, good good goddamn games this week. We do. This is gonna be a fun week. Of course, I have a fucking wedding during it. Mm. But it's all right. It's all right. I'll just watch games on my phone. Uh, then we got Colorado minus four at Arizona State. So I think we're finally back to the point Colorado's getting a little undervalued after losing these past couple of weeks like they have. Uh, they got beat up the past couple of weeks without Travis Hunter. Not quite coming back yet. I don't believe Arizona State is the type of team to take advantage of that like these past two teams have against them. Nope. They're not playing explosive team like USC, Oregon, any team like that. Arizona State is just not that. Colorado has to get back on track here. I think that they're going to and absolutely cover this four points. Mm-hmm. I agree. If Colorado wants to make a bowl game, they have to win this game. This is one of those that it could go either way, but I think Colorado's better than four points um, against Arizona State. Um, I just think they bounce back. Shadur Sanders, they, they got a stellar offense. Arizona State does not have that good of a defense. They gave up 27 against Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is one of the worst offenses in the country. Um, I think Colorado takes advantage of it. Might start out slow, but it's going to be one of those games like against Nebraska where they finally find their groove. I kind of like the over in this as well. I do as well, and I think a good bet would be Colorado's team total over if you're looking for some side action on this game. Too. Yeah, uh, I think Colorado can win this game. I think they... I think Dion's going to get his boys on track and get uh, win by, I think, two touchdowns. Absolutely. This ain't a game where Dion's going to let them come into the game flat at all. So. Nope. Especially after the last two weeks. Definitely not. And then we're going to round it out. We got our Iowa Hawkeyes. Two and a half point favorite. I think it's down to two now. I think I saw it at two this afternoon. Uh, at home against Purdue. What do you got? What do you got to say? It's going to be a classic Iowa game here. I'm usually a downer Iowa fan. Don't like to bet on Iowa's games too much. But when I saw two and a half, we're getting to the point of disrespectful again here. Mm 
again, like you talked about earlier, I think Vegas is undervaluing valuing Iowa with Cade being out. Mm-hmm. Deacon Hill can do what Cade McNamara has been doing in these past couple of weeks. I'm anticipating a classic Iowa game, grinding out clock, playing good defense and special teams. I think they're going to do that a lot better than what Purdue can do. They're not used to this type of football like I was going to play here at Kinnick. Mm-hmm. They're not going to put too much on Deacon Hill. going to have to rely possibly on a defensive touchdown where I think that's going to happen this week. I uh, do think that what they'll get it with how much Purdue likes to pass with Hudson Card. I fully anticipate if they want to pass 40 times against Iowa, you're going to get picked at least, I think, twice. Yep. With Iowa secondary, I believe Iowa covers this two and a half in a low-scoring game. Yep, the Doughboys are back. Uh, they played outstanding last week. I don't think Purdue's uh, run defense is good enough to clog the box um, against Iowa. Even if they do clog the box, I think Deacon Hill can take advantage of that with the deep ball. Like you said, he loves it. He said he loves to throw it deep. Whether Brian and Kirk let him do that, you never know. But even if they let him throw it three times deep. And he gets one of those. Just something to open up. It, it open changed, up a yeah, bit. it changes the game completely. Make them respect the deep ball. Yep, exactly. And I think that's what Iowa does. Like you said, they grind the clock down. They're going to be able to run the ball on this team. Give me the Hawks by three or more, no doubt. So those are the guest picks. We'll see how he does. Eight and two is tough to beat, especially in conference play. Once I saw Noah go eight and two, I'm like, I don't think anybody's beating that because we're getting to the. This is the week. This is the year you're running into the hottest better here in Eastern Iowa, exactly. maybe in the nation potentially. <laughs> exactly, this it, it might be the week, and these would be I think the picks to do it on. It's not the best week for um, spreads. Like I think these games are pretty. Uh, I think you can pick them pretty easily here. I'm not gonna lie to you. You bet my three locks this week. They lock it in, and I go three and zero again. Anticipate a call in for next week's pod. <laughs> We'll be ready for it. Stu Finer action. Ready to roll. <laughs> okay, let's let's round this pot out. I'm gonna give you guys the rest of my week six bets. Um, like I tell you guys every week, if you wanna fade my bets, you can't fade them all unless you follow my Twitter at Sniffin Lines Pod. I post probably like fucking five or six more after the end of every podcast, just because I look at the bets and I'm like, fuck it, might as well bet just that one too. Just card, got yeah. that on. I love every card. I'm like Barstool Big Cat. He th- <laughs> Big Cat thinks he's going to get to 1,000 bets this year. I'm right there with him. I'm at like 70 now, I think, this Competition. season. <laughs> I'll beat him, I swear to you. <laughs> but uh, we're going to start it off. I put, I put out the Jacksonville State plus 3.5 pick on uh, Tuesday night. That one won last night. So starting off hot, baby, 1-0. Then here are the rest. Louisville plus 7, Texas Tech plus 1, Missouri plus 6.5, and the over 65. Colorado minus 4, Arizona plus 21.5, Kent State plus 26. I am 0-3 betting on Kent State this year. I'm bound to get a win. Give me Kent State plus 26. Then I have Texas State at Louisiana Lafayette, under 68.5. Texas State put up fucking 50 points, I think, by themselves last week. They're not doing it again. ULL, not a great offense. I don't really understand how this over-under is 68.5. Give me the under. Then I got Colorado State at Utah State, under 66. Iowa played Utah State. Their offense is not good. Colorado State, uh, their offense isn't that good. They scored... 30, whatever, 35 or something to, against Colorado. That doesn't mean shit. Colorado's defense is ass. You guys have seen that. 
So give me the under 66. And then Georgia Tech at Miami over 56 and a half. I think Miami has a outstanding offense with Tyler Van Dyke at quarterback. Georgia Tech's going to put up a few, uh, enough points, I think, for Miami to cover this uh, over. So give me over 56 and a half in that game. Um, you got any bets you want to talk about? Uh, nothing, nothing too much extra, nope. All right, well, I believe that is everything. Um, this was another episode of Sniffin' Lines. Blake, appreciate you coming down to Bellevue. and I appreciate being on the pod. We're throwing it back to Blake's Blazing 10 from a couple of years <laughs> exactly. ago. I had my betting pod going. I had Hunter on the pod there. It was a nice little throwback. I enjoyed being on today. Awesome, man. Yeah. If you, we're expecting a call in if you go 9-0 in oh, the last three Absolutely. Weeks. You can count on it. And if you take, even if you take advantage and you go 9-1 and or something on the guest picks, fucking you're back on, no doubt about it. Yes, sir. So, all right, guys. This was another episode of Sniffing Lines. Uh, peace. Love you guys.